What's up, you guys? Welcome to the 48th episode of the American Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Angelo Reyes. I'm just kind of walking around the house right now in Holland, uh, hanging out with my grandma. She's looking for a flashlight. So if you hear that in the background, we ain't found this damn flashlight yet. But I was explaining a point. And through thinking of it, I said, you know what? A lot of entrepreneurs don't hear this and they really need to hear this. They really need to be told this if they haven't experienced it yet. So I thought I'd drop it on you today. And that is how my experiences have shaped the way that I see my purpose, my direction, and what it takes to get there. The tactics, tools, and procedures. It's also shaped what I don't need. This is what I mean. I was explaining this earlier. Okay. Say that your goal is to make ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 a month. Most of the people around you would say, or if you you came up like I came up, most of the people around you would say, good luck with that. Kind of like, you know, not very hopeful of that happening. Or people would say, well, what's your plan? What's your eight-year plan? So these people have different expectations, way different standards and expectations. Now, let me tell you, the entrepreneurs I've been coached by if I told them I'm going to make 10k a month, it's not that they would it's not a, that they discourage me. It's that they're so far past that being a goal that they think that that is easy. And for them to watch me stress over doing it, they look at me like a fucking idiot. If I said I'm going to make 10k a month, none of the mentors worth their salt in my life would go, "That's amazing." They would all go, "No shit, you fucking doofus that takes nothing what the fuck is taking you so long and they're not kidding they're not they're not trying to be hard asses these people have passed that point in their life over and over and over it's not a fantasy it's not an inspirational instagram moment for them they're that'd be like you telling me i'm gonna make ten dollars this week but then i watch you get anxious and stressed and there's so much going on in your head. You're just, I got to make this 20. After a while, you would get annoyed and you'd look at that person like, bro, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about? $20? The fuck is wrong with your brain? That's nothing. What do you mean you're going to make a life plan to make $20? That's the way they look at it. So you first have to come to the frame of mind. You got to reverse engineer the frame of mind. First off, they don't think that's crazy. In fact, they think it's pretty fucking boring and it's pretty low goal. Now, you can ask yourself why these people think that. Well, these people think that because they've done it eight times and back and they know what it does take and what it doesn't take. Let me tell you what it doesn't take. It doesn't take an eight-year plan. It doesn't take a fucking college degree. If you're going to start a business and make, you know, quick cash like that, it doesn't take that. Most of what it takes is confidence. I mean, literally, an absurd amount of confidence, a a leader's type of confidence. It takes the confidence to say, you four people, I have an amazing plan that cannot be done by one person. It can get done with five people. You work for me now. We're going to the fucking promised land. And then you making that happen. That's it. And I'm not going to say what industry or this or this or that, because it's completely beyond the fucking point. It's below the point. 
I've seen people make money quick. Legally, morally, ethically. And the way that they approach this fundamental issue is nowhere close to the way that people approach it the way that I grew up. To where they say, uh, who can give me some cash real quick? How can I max out my work hours to get cash? My manual labor to get cash? No, these people say, where's the money? What's the amount of time that it takes for that transaction to happen? What is the bar? What are the obstacles in the way of making that happen? And out of that and the six other options I have, which one of those is more pragmatic and which one has a faster turnaround rate for getting the cash? And once you start thinking like that, you'd be surprised how many things there are like that that you just don't consciously think about. How many things... Going out and buying four jet skis and charging $50 an hour to rent out the jet ski, which I think is probably too much depending on where you're at. But maybe you get a deal on one of those. Maybe you maybe you get each one of those. Maybe you get a deal. Like we're, we're shooting ideas here, right? Maybe it's like 600 piece. That's like 12, 2400. Um, it's not going to take you if you really rent that thing out more than a few weeks to pay all that off and start being nothing but profit from there on out. There on out, it's nothing but profit. You don't really do shit. As long as you can market that correctly. That's what I'm saying. Those are the types of plans. If you know people are, if you go to the beach and you see people on jet skis, you say, how much are you, uh, what you paying for those? That is how they think, right? They don't think it's a big ass, ginormous, crazy life plan, especially the salespeople. Oh, you're going to make 10K in a week. Okay. Find something that costs a thousand, sell it 10 times this week. That's not rocket science to them because they'll make the 1,000, 2,000 calls that it takes to make that happen like it's nothing. Why do they have the energy to do that is the question you should be asking. Well, because their mind is nourished with all of these reference experiences of other people doing that. So when I go back to my hometown where I'm from and I say, I'm going to do this, people say, that's absurd. Good luck. And with having that veil over your mentality, it will slow you down. No, you want to be around people who you say, I'm going to make 10,000 and they go, you fucking retarded. (laughs) That's nothing. I'll help you do that out of boredom. That's nothing. Set a higher fucking goal. You dumbass. Those are the people you want to hang out with. Whatever these people are is whatever the opposite of a limiting belief is. Any reason that you could possibly come up with logical or illogical why something won't work, they will shit out reasons that those are all stupid and that they've done it before and that it's possible. That's who you want to hang out with. Now, the precipice happens when you realize that confidence... And dissolving limiting beliefs is half of success in life. A person who grew up around all these things does not see them. He does not have a neurotic. He does not have an emotional reaction or attachment to any of these concepts. He's seen his parents do it. He's seen these people do it. It's nothing. It's absolutely nothing. You've seen your parents do this growing up. Wear this type of shirt. Do this type of thing. Now you do it. It's not complex it doesn't take any therapy sessions and take any eight week courses 
you just get a product, find the customers. When you have enough customers, start outsourcing so you can remove yourself from that and move on to the next opportunity and do everything you can to build the foundation for that to continue to run. It's not complex to these people. So that being said, this brings me to the ultimate theory. I want to become the opposite of a limiting belief. Not to completely transcend my humanity. But my goal has always been to become the opposite of a limiting belief. And being that person with the opposite of those limiting beliefs in times of struggle is what makes you a leader, what keeps people following you, and what makes the game plan work. Because when everyone thinks that this is our last, you know, our last leg run, you're like, hey man, we're not even getting fucking started. I hope this happens eight more times just to show you guys that I'll make it through every fucking one of these. This is nothing. I'm not afraid of no fucking speed bump. You guys shouldn't be either, and if you are, just watch me. Well, keep moving ahead. We'll keep on going. Follow me. Follow my lead. That's the type of person who makes money. Fast and all the time. So it's killed me trying to explain this to the environment that I come from, how that stuff works. You don't sit down for four weeks and make a game plan, man. You sit down and you... You, 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 the goal is to execute faster than you think almost that's the goal is to execute faster than you think you leave no theories on the table you come back with nothing but useful parts of the plan you don't have theories to build into your plan you have useful tried and true information that you've tested in front of your face and if you can stay true and patient to that process you will make money I've done it. I know plenty of other people have done it. And I know plenty of people who've done it on a much larger scale. In shorter periods of time. Sleeping out of their fucking car. These people didn't have resources. They had resourcefulness. And the most resourceful thing they had was lifting limiting beliefs out of their mind so they could see things clearly and make a more accurate beneficial game plan and then execute on that as fast as possible and I used to listen to people talk about limiting beliefs and this is the thing that's bullshit man until I went door-to-door sales and I couldn't talk to anybody because I didn't have the confidence to do so I didn't have the um, beliefs that that would ever work out for me and I did it over and over and over and over and over and I said if I'm going to start selling I'm going to have to let go of this belief that people don't like me when I haven't even met them. I'm going to have to let go of this belief that because I'm at this dude's house that it's proof that he's going to respond negatively. You'd be surprised how much of our interactions are just controlled by what we believe the interaction is. You'd be surprised the most, the best salespeople, the most charismatic people, you put them in the worst situations, they turn it into a good one because they don't have a limiting belief of what it will descend to. They know they're capable of turning the thing around. They don't have those limits to their psychology. And so if you want to move up in anything, I guarantee you more information does not make you more confident. We know this because of the Adam and Eve story. More information does not make you more confident. It just doesn't. I will tell you that taking action 
And believing in your purpose is what makes you more confident. You will not become more confident by reading more information. The person who reads information is compensating. Information is primarily a compensation. And that rings true on a biological, spiritual level. That's why the IT people still make less than the managers. That's why your super ultra tech guy still makes less than the CEO. Because you can always purchase more knowledge, technology. You can't always purchase more social confidence and strip off more limiting beliefs. Those are not the same processes. So I invite you to imagine this. Person A becomes the best tech person in the world. Person B becomes the best entrepreneur in the world. Which one of those people do you think represents Steve Jobs? Which one of those people do you think represents Mark Zuckerberg? Which one of those people do you think represents Elon Musk? Now, these are all people who have some obvious bit of uh, IT background, bit of technological background. We think they are where they are because they learned more. Uh, you don't know the truth if you think that. You haven't been around enough shit if that's honestly... If you believe that, you aren't educated. Simple. Which is funny because we're talking about information not mattered. But that's what it is. Lack of education, a lack of experience. It's a better way I'd put it. And let me tell you, in all the rooms I've been in, the person who was leading the room was a leader. Not a technician. A leader, not a technician. So my hope is that if you hear this and you take these skills into consideration, you'll become an extremist like me when it comes to these concepts. No, I'm not getting better at a specific, and I know even Think and Grow Rich says it, but I'm not getting better at a specific skill unless it's sales, persuasion, and leadership. Even in tech, we know human beings are the weakest link. You make technology so no one breaks in, but the dumbass dude accidentally lets someone in the front door. You can't fix stupid. We can't fix our own stupidity. Sorry, man, we do stupid shit sometimes. It's the truth. Truth is the truth is the truth. So what am I getting at here? Well, in my journey, in my process, my journey, my process, kind of what I've learned is... um, It is the confused man who thinks that knowing more information will set him free. It will not. It will make you better at creating your own chains. It will make you more complex at creating your own chains. If you want to make good cash fast, what you have to get good at doing is leading people. Because if you become the best IT person in the world, you know what I'm going to do? Hire you. I'm not going to compete with you and become the best IT person in the world. That's stupid. It's the most unstrategic way to play that hand. If you become the best hacker on the planet Earth, I'm walking through leaves. Having a little natural day with you. If you become the best hacker on the planet, I'm just going to hire you. And if you say, well, I don't want you to hire me. I'm not going to work for you. Then I'll just get the number two, the number three, and the number four best hacker. And then we'll beat you still. I'm a strategist to win the game. I'm like a coach, if anything. That's what I should be doing. That's, that's what I should aim towards, is being a better coach. Um, I don't need the recognition that everybody needs. I'd like it. Maybe I didn't get it my whole life, and that's why I'm not attached to it. Who knows? I don't know. 
what the ups and downs of that are. All I know is I don't really need it. I mean, it's cool to get validation. I just don't need it. I don't desire it the way other people do. Therefore, there's a natural supply and demand of the psychology of this situation. Which is for the people that do need credit. I'm good at giving them credit. I'm good at facilitating environments where they get those social strokes that they want so badly. And it's worth it to them. Wouldn't be worth it for me to, for someone to tell me good job. Maybe it's because I always think I'm already doing a good job. I was born a good job. I'll die a good job. But if you become number one, I'll hire you. And if you don't want to work for me, I'll hire number two, three, and four, and we'll beat you at your own game. And if those people don't want to work for me, I'll hire the best hirer. And have him hire all four of you. It's a way different strategical game to play when you're bartering when you're bartering to maximize and optimize power versus bartering to maximize and optimize your self-image. Which is volatile. Not only to you and the way you see yourself, but the way other people see you. Self-image is volatile. Reputation is volatile. Execution and outcome are not as volatile. I'd rather rely on those things. I'd rather make the fucking A-team than be the number one person on the A-team. If you think it's smarter to be the number one person on the A-team and that's just what you like out of life, have at it. I'd rather hire you, all of your competition, make the best company ever, and fucking destroy everybody in the market. I'd rather treat you as my assassin, as my number one weapon, as my right-hand man. And I'd rather compensate you better than anybody instead of you wonder why you're doing what you're doing. If I find out what you want, I'm giving it to you. Especially if you have something that can and definitely help me and I see value in you like I see in nobody else. So becoming a person like that is way different than trying to make money by making an eight-year plan with four years of college and blah, 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 this, this, and this, right? It's stupid. It's stupid, in my opinion, to do it any other way. It's low strategy, and at the very, the very least, it does not match up with my values as a human being to not be the strategizer who puts people together and executes a plan. None of the things I do are, ca- are I'm capable of doing if I have limiting beliefs. Everything I just said, I could think of a counter excuse of why it's not possible, and yet I've still done it. I've still made it possible, executed, and got the result that I wanted out of it. So if I was to take away what all these guys think in common, it's A... You don't need to be the number one everything. You need to be confident enough to facilitate people to be number one. You need to be the type of person who understands where they're coming from and can supply them with the results that they want or the tools to get there through your organizations that you build. There's nobody who hasn't made it number one on the Forbes list who didn't do it like I just told you. There's no one all the way at the top for being the number one runner. There's no one all the way at the top for being the number one hacker. There's no one at the top of the Forbes list who's got there by doing anything other than building a team and facilitating the opportunity for success on that team like a fucking beast. Now we'll end with a practical example because 
Yes, these are examples, but I believe in this stuff, not because I'm parroting what other entrepreneurs have said, but because I've fucking done this. I don't need a book. I don't need to read a fucking book. I don't need to watch a fucking entrepreneur goddamn video. I don't need that shit. I I still indulge in it because I love hearing it, but I don't need that. It's common sense to me. I don't need someone to repeat that to me. It's common sense to go get a fucking product, get eight people to sell it with you, and then to motivate everybody to put their effort into it if the reward is worth the effort and then getting the goddamn reward for the effort you put in. I don't need a motherfucking book. I don't, I don't need inspiration from Gary Vee in the day, even though Gary Vee's cool. I don't need that shit. I need the people willing to work. I need the people who are inspired by what I'm inspired by. So it's a good relationship and we get more work done. I need to constantly be crafting a better vision to sell and tailoring that vision to each person inside of the company and creating systems around doing that so that I can speed up the outcome I get per time for each project that I start. Those are things, and I, I love it. Like, in case you can't tell, there's so much anger and love and just passion behind me doing this. I love it. It's the ultimate game. It's the ultimate game. I love playing it. I'm happy that I got the opportunity to play this ultimate game, man. But the game of doing this is not the same game as being number one at X, Y, and Z. I want to find those people whose whole goal is to be number one at things and hire them. I don't want to compete with them. I don't want to compete with anybody. Maybe myself, I don't know, but... If I found somebody better than me in business, you know what I'd do? You know what I've done? Hire them. Rather it be consulting. Rather it be working on a specific project. I find someone better than me, you know what I'd do? What do you need to side with me? What compromise can we make to barter me getting ahead in this that I can actually give you what you want out of the situation? Something that you would be satisfied for on day one and day 100. What is that? Let's narrow it down. So my job is to get better and better and better and better at figuring out exactly what people want and how to sell that to them and how to close that deal. That's it. Listen, you spend 40 years becoming the ultimate warrior. I'll shit, fart, burp, and throw up in the house for 40 years. And when the 40th year is come done, I'll come outside and <clears throat> burp, throw up, whatever, and be like, all right. How much do you need to do this job? And your cheap ass, who spent 40 years getting good at it, will be like, just give me $18 an hour. Or that's the old economy, you know, pre-COVID. Be like, just, just give me 25 to 30 an hour. You spent 40 years doing this, and all you want out of it is an hourly wage? I guess you loved that more than the entire game. Who knows? Maybe I'll give you a little more just so you take yourself more fucking seriously. Uh, Those things never made any sense to me. I don't want to make $40 an hour in 40 years. I want to make $10,000 an hour yesterday. And to do that, I'm not going to... It's unstrategic for me to think, well, I should take 40 years to get great at this. That's not strategical, bro. That's the worst career advice if you're trying to like break out of the matrix a little bit. 
best advice would be to find the people who know what they're doing and find what they want. And take all those things, put them together, and facilitate the environment for those efforts to have emergent intelligence. What you're creating as an entrepreneur is emergent intelligence. You're not creating your self-image. You're trying to move beyond the pieces. You're creating emergent intelligence. Um, There's a very good word for this. Um, It's basically the concept of putting your resources together, integrating them into a bigger picture, and then finding how to configure them so that the way that you build the engine gets more than if you built the engine this way. Guys, it's like when you're cleaning your room. It's when you're cleaning your room and you're like, well, these are all, I only have four things in my room, big, that needed to be moved, yet I can move them eight different ways and get eight different results out of the environment for the way that I make my room. It's the same thing. You go find the four number one people at what they do and you configure them, you move them around the room enough to where you can create emergent intelligence out of the teamwork and cooperation. You can facilitate success. You can walk into the jungle and configure the jungle so that the animals coexist in it as seamlessly as possible. Assimilation is the word. Your goal as an entrepreneur is to assimilate to reach a point of emergent intelligence. If you can't do that, you're stuck competing with people to be number one in something. And the idea of oneness is the opposite of the idea of an environment. It's the opposite of the ecosystem. It's the opposite of basic marketing. (laughs) Therefore, it's the opposite of sales. It's the opposite of all of business. To do anything other than facilitate growth by assimilating a team that creates, through the way you structure it, emergent intelligence. That is your value as an entrepreneur. You guys do what you do best. I'll make sure you get 40 times more out of what you've done. I'll take my piece of it as well. I'll compensate you as well as possible, probably better than anybody else and as best as I can. So long as I get credit for my ability to strategize, assimilate, and create emergent intelligence that increases our output. That is how you fucking make money, my people. Don't become number one at anything, maybe other than that. You want to be number one? Cool. More power to you. Become number fucking one, dude. Please. I need someone to hire. Please become number one. I'm not against it. Um, But yes, with this mindset, you can't have that mindset uh, that people have of, oh, make 10K a week. Bro, if you can't put four people together, if, uh, and this is a terrible example, I know it, but let's just try to see what I'm saying. You know, Genghis Khan and Hitler. Let's say Hitler almost took over the whole world with two fucking people. And you're telling me that you can't use four people whose skills are sales, marketing, product development, and team management to make $10,000 a week. Dude, it's just illogical. It's just not... There's something you're missing. And let me tell you, the thing that you're missing, that you're suspicious you're missing, is it really is a thing. You're missing the confidence to lead people. You're missing your focus on the ability to create emergent intelligence by assimilating resources. Your ability to be resourceful. 
And at the end of the day, when all those things fall down and all those skills fall down on one person, they're falling down on you. So if you don't have the confidence to do it, you're fucked. Have you ever self-sabotaged? Have you ever got put in the perfect situation and you found a way to fuck it up? The perfect girl, the perfect job, perfect friend group, the perfect place to stay, perfect anything in life, and you just found a way to fuck it up. Whatever that is, I'm going to tell you that's the opposite of entrepreneurship. You cannot have those limits in your head. Because those limits are the people who follow you. Those become their limits. And if you limit the people to low limits, then you'll all be low limited. You have low ass limits of what's possible. And you won't accomplish anything. So go find people who think it's normal to make 10k a week. Go find as many of them as you can. Assimilate resources. And hire them. Strategize to make emergent intelligence out of that. And you'll find that not only is that the best way anyone's made money, that's kind of really the only way anyone's ever done anything worth doing. Assimilating the resources and the environment and the universe to make a better outcome with more output with the same amount of effort. So when we talk about entrepreneurship, we talk about emergent intelligence. Emergent intelligence is what's directly in front of you and doing something with it. It's not the same as, let's go to college for four years and then do this, and then maybe I'll be the best this ever, and then maybe one day someone will think I'm the best, and then maybe they'll give me money. Very non-pragmatic. What is pragmatic is, there's 10 people down at the beach, riding on jet skis. This is how much they get charged an hour to do so. I've been at the beach for three weeks. Every single day, there's at least 10 people out there. That's at least you know, $500 a day. It's been, you know, say like 10 days just for easy math. That's $5,000 in 10 days. We should buy a fucking jet ski. You find me where the jet skis are. I'll take out a loan to pull these out. Or I'll get my friend who has a bunch of money and doesn't know what to do with it. I'll take it from him. I'll give him a refund of this much money after our first sales. So, you know, he'll make an extra five, $600 by doing literally nothing. Um, you're a graphic designer. You'll help me make all the designs and I'll go down to the beach and hand them out. And I'll go down, down the beach and hand them out. And as long as we get 10 people a day, which is doable because all these people are doing it. And as long as we find something to make people want to come to us versus the competition, as long as we keep scaling that, how the fuck could you not make money? They're on the beach right now riding the motherfucking jet skis. That is way more practical than, yeah, we should go to college for four years and then get out and start off entry level at 50K. And then in three years, we can work ourselves up to 80 to 90K. And then hopefully after those almost 10 years are done, then we can find a transition pivot point to maybe go over this. I don't know how people started thinking like that. It's so bass backwards. I don't know how people even started drawing those conclusions. When I was younger, I come from a very... um, a place where these things weren't obvious and mind, body, soul, and instinct. So this was always insane to people. It was always crazy. It's not insane to me. It's not crazy to me. It's common fucking sense. 
So when I go to my mentors, and I say I'm going to make 10000 a week, they don't say good job. They don't say that sounds cool. They talk to me long enough and look at my mindset that they say, honestly, there's something you're fooling... There's there's something going on in the back end that you're not already making this much and you understand how to do it so well. And all that is just building confidence, man. Just me building confidence. It's not education. It's me building confidence, throwing myself in headfirst. So yeah, I think a lot of people should know that. You want to be number one in the economy, you're not going to be number one at anything other than assimilating the economy. You want to be the shepherd who leads the sheeps. You're not going to do it by playing the games with the sheep. You're not going to sit down and play card games with the sheep just, just like you're not going to play the money game with the, with the people. You're going to play the leadership game just like a shepherd should always play. And you're going to be a better and better shepherd who can take care of the people that you lead. That's what will make you money no matter what. That's what gives you the charisma to make four strangers who just met you at a bar quit their jobs that day and work for you and you guys make $1,000 each in the first three days of doing something. That's how you make cash. And I love it because I love being a leader. I love watching plans happen. I love, I love assimilating reality to get the best outcomes. And because that's fun to me, this shit's kind of easy. Um, so yeah, there you go. There's a whole foundation of shit. Work on leading people. Let that be your last skill. Don't compete with people. Someone's better than you at something. Don't compete with them. Yes, let them sharpen you a little bit. Let them make you better. But if you see someone outshining you, tell them good job and pay them and hire them. That's what y'all should do. And I, I don't care if you're sleeping on the goddamn ground in the hood and you know three or four people, one of them's better than you at this, this, and this. I don't care, man. Go work some shitty job. Save up. 200 bucks, pay them $25 an hour and try all of them out for two hours and see what you get out of it. It's like playing the lottery. Each person you hire for two hours, 25 an hour, they're going to do it, right? What do you get out of this? You get practice leading people. You get practice hiring people. You get practice communicating with people. You get practice assimilating resources to create emergent intelligence, which is this whole thing is about assimilating resources. So the smartest thing I would do from ground zero is to go get a normal job, work for two or three weeks, work 60 to 80 hour weeks, take those $700, $800 paychecks after those three weeks, save that money up, and then quit the job, spend the rest of your time, the same 60, 80 you spent, looking for people to hire after you find a, first find a product people are selling, then break that system down to how you think you might sell it then go hire the people to do those things who are better than you do that in a circle until you see success that's it it's i'm not even kidding it's it's just that simple man maybe i come from hustling as a young age so maybe who knows maybe it was a little bit in my head but it's always been that much of common sense to me so keep this in mind good luck love you guys is the 48th episode of the podcast so if you made it this far Uh, Thank you for being on this journey with me, seeing my process. It's been really fun. I really like it. I love it. I love it. I love life. Uh, Good luck. Good luck. Much love, people. Again, this is the American Entrepreneur Podcast.
with your host, Angelo Reyes. Hope you take this and go accomplish your goals as fast as humanly possible. Thank you.